whole glass, but I feel like I'm sipping real slow every time I take a sip. Uh-huh. You got to babysit this one. You can't just You have back. to. Man, unless you want to get there fast. I was about to say, I take it to the head. It's a wrap, Nina. This episode is going to be called something <laughs> uh-uh. else. going to be three-sided relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so you sip, don't drink. Welcome to Coffee to Cocktails, a conversation between two friends that spans across the day, starting with the coffee that wakes us up in the morning to take care of business, to the occasional cocktail that lets us wind down and take our hair down at the end of the day. I am Nina. And I'm Kristen, and we are your hosts for the evening, so grab a drink and join us for a little kiki. a pinkadini i mean this sounds like such a little like you know light little barbie drink but yeah. i mean it's vodka it's scrum okay well <laughs> it it it, 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 it if, if you look in the uh you know go get where you trying to go it's gonna get you there yes ma'am <laughs> yes it will <laughs> We, we maybe we ought to get started Nina, <laughs> yes. before I go off the rails now, now do you have the beverage yes yes okay I you have had you made you yes. made one did you mm-hmm. make the um picatini or did you make something else I made the picatini with the oh, uh, okay. I, used, I used the raspberry okay okay and um it, I like it. it again it's strong it's not something that I'm can have all the time but the occasional drink when you having a little social event, yes. you know, it's a nice little buzz. I I think it's it's really good. So I made it with both the raspberry vodka mm-hmm. and the strawberry vodka. So the recipe actually calls for strawberry vodka and white Zinfandel. And I got yeah. Sutter Home white Zinfandel. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sipping on that this evening. It's one ounce of strawberry vodka mm-hmm. and three ounces of the white Zinfandel. And again, I have the Sutter Holmes white Zinfandel, but I think you can probably get any brand. I was about to say, because I, I got the uh, the cupcake. Okay, the cupcake. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I put the, the two ingredients in my shaker with some ice and I shook it up oh, and poured shaker. in some... Oh yeah, girl, I had the shaker. <laughs> we <laughs> we were shaking it up. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. So I have it in my little martini glass, and not stood. <laughs> Come on, 007. <laughs> I haven't even had the whole glass, but I feel like I'm sipping real slow every time I take a sip. Uh huh. You gotta seeing... babysit this one. You can't. Just you have back. to, man. Unless you want to get there fast. I was about to say, I take it to the head. It's a wrap, Nina. This episode is going to be called something else. Uh-uh. going to be three-sided relationship. So you sip, don't drink. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to, you know, take it light. Just let it, you know, sustain. Just, just a little bit. Just a yeah. little bit. Sip, sip, you know, every so often take a sip. That's what I'm going to be doing. Because if not, I'm like, hello, are you still there? Mm-hmm. So... So for everyone that's listening, we have a, a cocktail this evening. It's called Pinkatini. 
Mm-hmm. And again, it's made with strawberry um, vodka. Um, we've also made it with raspberry vodka. So strawberry or raspberry vodka paired with the white Zippendale. And it is mm-hmm. very delicious. And it's a little a little strong. Yeah. Refreshing but strong. Yes. Um, so you got to sip this one. And I imagine, so, I mean, we've used this variety of vodkas. You with the strawberry, me with the raspberry. Um, mm-hmm. I imagine it would taste good with some of the other flavors of Smirnoff too, because they're, they're like peach and yeah, other ones. So yeah, you could play around with it a little bit, mix them together. I mean, not too much mixing, but <laughs> end up with some, some jungle juice. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want that. Uh uh-uh. uh, that's, that's not good for business. <laughs> oh Lord, good. So okay. yeah, we're we're taking um. A different approach. Again, I think this is maybe the second time that we've done an actual cocktail. Maybe second or third time we've done an actual cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um, we normally stick with wines. We're always trying to venture out a little bit and give some variety. So yes. uh, this Pinkatini is hitting the spot. Very tasty. Listen, if you follow us and like really get into it and make what we make and you don't already have things on hand and you start collecting stuff like we are, you will have a well-stocked bar <laughs> in your home. <laughs> yes, you yes, you will. And you may have to do like me, start calling people over to help you drink. To help you, yeah, get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> come, come on over. We got plenty to drink. <laughs> oh, so, yes, goodness. we will post uh, a picture or a video. We'll probably try to do both. And that mm-hmm. way it, it's fun you to see you know how we've made ours and then if you make one for yourself again engage with us Mm -hmm. Um, we are on social media we have an ig account coffee to cocktails podcast also facebook the same name coffee to cocktails podcast and then we also have um a gmail account so if you want to you know send anything to us email us it's coffee to cocktails podcast at gmail.com so I if am. you drink, make the drink, um, engage, tell us how you like it. Tell us how you didn't like it if, you, if you're if you not a fan. And if you have any cocktails that you like for us to, you know, actually feature on the show, feel free to let us know and we will feature. Yes. Yes, indeedy. Good. Good. So, Kristen, mm-hmm. we are going to jump right into our episode for the evening mm-hmm. um, so this evening we are actually discussing one-way relationships or one-sided relationships yes and I think it might be good for us to cover maybe three different types uh, maybe friendship mm-hmm. a romantic relationship you know mm-hmm. if you're dating someone or married to someone and then maybe a relationship with a family member or family members and yep. I think they all could be different, but they all can have some similarities depending on the relationship that we're, we're, we're speaking of. They can. I know one similarity, the fact that one side is one person in the relationship is not reciprocating as well as the other one. Yes, um, ma'am. So, yeah, that and that, that can often be, I mean, I've been on the receiving end of that, you know, not my proudest moment, but I've been on the other end of that where maybe someone else is giving, 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 and maybe I'm not putting enough attention toward the relationship. 
But in any case, when you're that person that's giving, it can feel pretty bummy when, you know, you don't receive that same level of friendship back. Yes, yes. So you're going right into it. So so when you mentioned that, you're speaking of a, a friendship when, you know, you're giving and you're not receiving the same amount of effort that you're giving? Yeah, I mean... And then it, it shoot. In my case, that has been. Um, I think I've had like that that whole three prong situation that you just mentioned: family, mm-hmm. friends, you know, uh, romantic interests. I've I've had it from all of those types of relationships, um, where you know, where I'm I'm maybe the one that's calling more, or mm-hmm. uh, I'm the one that's initiating get-togethers when maybe mm-hmm. they're not. But then I hear of them initiating get-togethers with other people. You know, and it it could be really um it could be really hurtful. It could just well, be, let's yeah. yeah you're absolutely right, and I'm sure we'll we'll both have stories, and I'm sure our listeners can also relate. Mm-hmm. So let's let's take let's take or go down the road of um you know friendship so you mentioned how you're the person that's initiating the get together and then you find out that same person that you're trying to get together with they're initiating and connecting with other people um I definitely have had you know something like that where when I find out or even before I even find out because sometimes you can kind of sense like, you know, hey, I'm always reaching out to this person or texting yeah. this person or, you know, making plans. Hey, let's get together. And then I start to realize, like, you're not putting in the same effort. And I'm not saying that it could, like, sometimes, you know, people are extremely busy and they don't mean any harm. Mm-hmm. We're all busy. Like, let's just go ahead and put that on the table. We're yeah, all that's very busy. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think you make time for what you want and you make time for what you consider important. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm realizing, okay, I'm the only one that's really taking initiative, I will pull back and yeah. I will just stop. And eventually we'll have a conversation. And mm-hmm. then from there, some people may not be aware of it or some people may be aware of it and they're just like, I don't care. And then that's kind of a a, a telling sign of maybe this relationship or friendship you know if you will is not the same on both ends I mean sometimes you really do have to do that litmus test like the timing of this is crazy because every now and again I'll look up um because I'm into like astrology and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. when I meet new people I like to look up you know their birthday and their astrological Mm -hmm. profile for their birthday because a lot of times it's really specific and accurate and I know from for mine for December twenty fifth birthdays, it says um, men and women born on this day seem self sufficient, mm-hmm. but need their friends to step in once in a while and take over. This can be a test. Do friends care enough to take control? And uh-huh. kind of goes into that whole you know thing where you see people say check in on your strong friends. Yes. Because, I mean, sometimes when you are that friend that's just there for everybody, you're a natural nurturer, you're attentive. I mean, sometimes it just comes down to having personality traits that everybody doesn't have. They might not have the tools and stuff, 
Yeah. But I think it's important for, like, if you enter a friendship, whichever side you're on, to just be cognizant of the effort that that other person is putting forth for you. Yes. Be in the mindset of saying, okay, you know, give and take. Absolutely right. When you said something around check on your strong friends, I know sometimes that this happens where most people, you know, if you're going through certain things, it's always nice to reach out to a friend and just kind of share that. And that friend can, you know, they may not be able to help you with your, your challenge, but they can be there for you. They can, you know, kind of help you with some of the guidance or say, Hey, I've been through something like this before. Mm-hmm. I find sometimes, I know, especially with me, people think that my life is all put together. And mm-hmm. so they're just like, if I, if they have issues, they don't want to bring it to me because they don't think that I could either resonate. And I'm like, I got problems too. Yeah. It may not be the same kind of problems that you have, but I might be dealing with things that you could resonate with. Um, and you may not know because I'm not one of those who will put everything out there, not saying that people who do are wrong. Right. That's normally just not my style. Mm-hmm. But if you were really close to me, I could just be like, oh, Lord, let me tell you what happened today. And I'll make light of the situation because mm-hmm. I know that, you know, troubling times are not going to last forever. But there are moments where I'm like, I don't have it together. This is, you yeah. know, things are hard. It could be work. It could be, you know, the kids. It could be, you know, family um, challenges. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's really hard when I'm always reaching out to people and they're not really checking back on me because they think that everything is together. And I'm like, no. It's not always like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, people sometimes have those preconceived notions of you, like, well, mm-hmm. I thought you were fine, or you're so busy, I didn't want to, you know, bother you. Bother you. Oh. Like you have it all together. And I mean, sometimes you really do just have to check in. Like, it's literally like words just asking. And after a person says, okay, I'm fine, mm-hmm. I don't need your help, you know, I'm good then it sort of falls on them whether they're really feeling that way or not it falls on them being forthright and clear and if they're not then hey but I mean just even like you know a phone call a text yeah something just to say hey you know just seeing how you're doing or just checking on you and it could be just that simple just checking on you how are things Mm -hmm. uh you know are you doing okay and if they say, yeah, I'm good, then you could take the conversation somewhere else. But if you can, if they respond, hey, things are not going that well, you can kind of check on to make, at least make sure that they're doing all right. And mm-hmm. it's nice to ask sometimes, you know, is there anything that I can do to help? And more than likely, the answer will be no. But I mm-hmm. think just having that conversation or having that, that you know, open-ended communication of, this is, I'm just here for you if you need anything. It's nice to hear that. And I mean, you know, in this conversation about one-sided friendships, I mean, I think we have to touch on too, like the context of like, like really solid, good relationships between people that's good and grown and mature and self-aware. Mm-hmm. Because I have so many relationships in my life where um, we may not talk every day. Mm-hmm. We go months without talking but we're able to sort of pick up where we left off, you know, yeah. without getting like 
super mad at each other like where have you been mm-hmm. you know so I think there's like a component of that in there but uh, again where it, it doesn't even uh, checking in on your friends I say all this to say that checking in with people like even during those hiatuses when maybe you don't feel like just talking on the phone for a long time or meeting up checking in does not have to involve like even calling somebody right it could just be that text I remember a good example um I remember you know that you know I dealt with um child loss Mm -hmm. and um I mean after going through that I didn't want to see or talk to anybody and I was even cognitively like not all there for a while after that like I would see people and stutter and not be able to talk because of that trauma Mm-hmm. And I remember one of our good common friends, um, she texted me and said, hey, go check your front door. And right after I got that text, I literally heard a car backing off and driving away. And she had just, you know, she was pretty, she was aware that I really wasn't seeing company. I really wasn't accepting visitors at that time. But she left like some food at my doorstep. Oh, and it was just like you know a gesture that I had just never even seen before. It was a, I learned from that because it was something that I didn't even know to do because I like yeah. I told you, I've been that person before that's maybe not putting forth that effort, and a lot of times it's because I didn't know how what to do, so I might have just avoided it. And I mm. learned from those kind gestures toward me, like oh, let me pay this for it. Maybe somebody else would feel as good about it as I did yeah that's I mean that is just that's such a great gesture Mm -hmm. and it doesn't take much I don't have to necessarily see you if you don't want to be seen Mm -hmm. but I was thinking about you and I left something at your doorstep you get it whenever you have a moment yeah yeah that is so nice Mm -hmm. such a nice gesture you said something that um got me thinking when you said sometimes you may not know how to show up for someone, you you know, sometimes you're like, okay, well, I'm not really sure. I don't want to bother them. Mm-hmm. I think we sometimes have to put that to the side. Yeah. And a text message or a phone call is not necessarily bothering someone. They may not be able to respond to you at that moment or pick up your phone call at that moment. Mm-hmm. But um, there are still some of our friends with you. If they call mm-hmm. and you're not able to pick up the phone, they will leave a message and I'm like man that's that's not very common in mm-hmm. today's society because a lot of people will just text you but yeah. they will leave a message just like you know hey I was just calling to check on you make sure everything is all right just give me a call back when you get a moment and it's nice to hear that because it's like it's no rush I was just calling to make sure everything was all right mm-hmm. and just call me whenever you can and I think yeah. that is really nice I think I have learned from some people that they are afraid of rejection so they don't want to put themselves out there and be rejected oh, I'm like yeah. sometimes you don't you don't know until you try and if you've done your part and if they don't respond the way that you're expecting that's all that you can do you've, you've done your part and I mean it comes down to also like um you know if you're afraid of rejection like kind of taking yourself out of the equation and and realizing that, like, say if you have a friend that's, like, experiencing a hard time, whatever a person may conceive as, like, rejection, like, oh, they didn't even call me back after I left 
the voicemail or whatever. Like it's about being aware enough to know that it's not personal. Mm-hmm. You not know, about you. don't get that call back. Maybe they weren't able to call back or just didn't didn't have a capacity for it, didn't know what to say, right. you know. Just going through their own thing. Like there's that meme that's always going around that's like, you know, if I um you know, if I seem to myself or whatever, seem like a recluse, don't be mad at me when I resurface. I just had to go mm-hmm. through something. I forget what exactly it says. But I think this whole thing about one-sided relationships, it involves a lot of self-awareness because then you had mm-hmm. that empathy for the other person. Yes. Yes. With with friends, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of thinking, and I think it depends on, you know, the level of friendship. If you're mm-hmm. just starting out as friends, then you kind of understand. But if you've been friends for years and we've hung out, we've had conversations, you shouldn't necessarily feel a certain way because mm-hmm. we've had, you know, that connection where yes. the communication should be open enough for either person to say, hey, I'm not feeling really good about where we are, or, hey, I just have a question. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've talked about friendships before in in, a, in previous episodes. So I think maybe everybody's definition of a friend is different. Oh, but... here we mm, You hitting on something, Nina. I'm sorry. <laughs> and... <laughs> I was like, uh. <laughs> so, but I think it is nice to have a conversation just to say, you know, hey, this is the type of friend that I am mm-hmm. and here's what I'm expecting. That Ooh, you bring up a good point, Nina, because I think, especially as, an, uh, as adults, we had this, you know, we kind of touched on it during the whole authenticity podcast and stuff mm-hmm. about the older you get, the less time you have for nonsense. Mm-hmm. And I think a very important part of that is knowing what constitutes friendship. Yes. Being clear on how people can show up for you and, and how people can win with you. Teaching people how to treat you. Yes. Because there's folks out here calling any and everybody, they play cousin, they baby, they daughter, they this, they that, they mm-hmm. other. But they might not really be embodying true friendship Mm. um you might convey something to somebody that's not true so okay i'm just gonna jump into my little anecdote because it's very now at this the big age of 41 about to be 42 in december know where you i need to know where people stand and i i try to have a very clear distinction between who's a colleague who's an Mm. associate who I call best friends. I don't call everybody a BFF. I don't call everybody a bestie. Yeah. You know, I might call you my bootcakes or something like that. But <laughs> like when you talk about a best friend, definitely yeah. not out here calling everybody sister. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I just recall back to this one time, you know, I had a friend that like was really quick to refer to me as a sister and a this and a that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being at an event and someone had mentioned the friend who had like moved away and relocated somewhere. 
And, um, you know, and I just spoke of this person in really high regard, like, oh, my goodness, that's my ace. That's my day one. That's my my ace, boom, coon, you know, all this stuff, pet names. And the person I was talking to was like, oh, so I know y'all hung out when they was in town. Mm. And I was like, (laughs) I had to kind of save face a little bit because here I am standing there with egg on my face you know, from the experiences and the travels and all, you know, stuff that we had together, I'm thinking, you know, that's my really good friend. And I'm, I'm thinking of it in that context that I mentioned earlier, we grown, we live in our lives. We may not talk for months, but we can pick up where we left off. That just means like we're at a distance and we can call each other and catch up and stuff. That by no means means, okay, you're in the same city as me. You know I live here. You're here for a number of days, and you don't even reach out. That don't mean that. Isn't that kind of crazy? I mean, there would be absolutely no way that I would travel for work, for example, mm-hmm. and I'm coming to Dallas, and I don't call you and then be like, you know, hey, I'm not here for long, but maybe we can hook up or see each other, or even if we couldn't do that, you would still know that I'm in your city. Yeah, hey, waving from down south. We're breathing the same air. Hey, I mean, <laughs> just want to let you know I'm here. Oh, I'm coming into town, you know, at least a few days prior. Hey, I'm coming in for work. This is what's going on. Mm-hmm. If we have a chance to get together, great. And if not, then I will definitely see you next time because I know I'm going to be back or we'll hook up another time. Yes. But isn't that kind of crazy when you like, you were in town and we're supposed to be sisters and really good friends and I didn't even know that you were here. I didn't know you were here. It it was really it was just really hurtful. And I know life happens and you know, the nature of the work we do, Nina, and where we work, we we're not unfamiliar with people in town on a one day jaunt for business and maybe yes. only do dinner and then hop a flight and get back home. That's not foreign to me. But I mean that's that is you know, we you have know. To call and say, Hey, you know, I'm so bummed. I'm here like in your same place. And we can't see each other. But guess what? You know what? I'm going to be back. And I'm going to reach out to you as soon as I come back. Exactly. I that. I mean, how you, you, you're describing exactly how you were like, oh, you had the same face. But in your head, you probably thinking like, dang, I didn't even know she was here. And I thought we were supposed to be really cool friends. I was hurt. I was literally hurt. And I think that is the embodiment of yeah. like, you know a one-sided friendship like really I thought it was more than what it was but I guess not that is crazy I've had something kind of similar to that I remember um you know years ago kind of similar to what you're saying really thought we were good friends we would hang out we would have a really good time I think this friend was really going through a, a rough patch I think she had maybe some death in the family. And so I'm like, you know, I understand sometimes when someone passes away um, that you're really close to, or even if you're not close to them, but you, you know, someone passes away, mm-hmm. it affects people differently. And some people grieve differently. Yes. And so, you know, I put together a, a care package of some of the things this person liked. And I was like, you know, hey, um, knocking on the door I didn't need to stay long I just wanted to make sure that this person actually had this package that I provided to them and um they didn't answer the door and I clearly knew that they were home but I was just thinking like 
you know, I didn't, I understand again, you're, you're grieving in your own way, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to be here for you. And you didn't answer the door. And then you didn't even respond a little bit later, like a couple of days afterwards saying, thank you for this. I got the, the basket or whatever you put together and I appreciate it. I'm just mm-hmm. going through a rough time. I could be like, I understand I'm here when you need me. Yeah. But you start to think like, I thought we were supposed to be friends. And then now you are just treating me any kind of way and didn't even respond. Thank you. I know where you stand. And that's how I took it. It's it's these tough lessons you have to learn in life when you mm-hmm. define things differently than, you know, the other person defines it. It's just, um, I don't know. It's It's a tough lesson. Yeah, um, it's tough but, to learn in friendships, families, love relationships. Man. Yeah, you live and you learn. I think as we get older, there are certain things that we will accept and we will not accept. Mm. And so when I start seeing some of the signs, I start to pull away like, well, you know, maybe I'm giving too much mm-hmm. and I'm not seeing that same effort from that person I consider a friend. So, yeah. you know, especially as you like you said, we're getting to a place where you may not have the capacity. You have a lot going on. And I I don't want to feel like I'm chasing anyone. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to beg anyone to be my friend. So mm-hmm. I will I will definitely just pull back and you know, see where it yeah. goes from there. For sure. Again, it almost kind of relates to like that dating episode that we talked about when mm-hmm. I talked about these dating relationships and being really cognizant and aware of how much you invest yes and i'm becoming better and better at you know you give a a little bit not enough to where like you're losing yourself and going against your core values you know or or, or doing too much too soon and you you kind of wait a little bit to see if you receive Mm -hmm. that same thing you know back in return and that that in turn will kind of gauge how you go forward or where you categorize that friendship and see i used to be a person that will put it all out there to begin with and then be like oh no you know they're not doing the same thing for me or like my my little feelings would be hurt mm-hmm. and now you know i'm just to the point where it's like okay you know i give a little bit here and there and then as time goes on you're able to see more clearly okay i can go fully show up and go to bat for this person because I know that if the shit hit the fan, excuse my language, but they would do <laughs> they would do the same thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. You're 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 going right into, I guess, um, you know, prong number two of mm-hmm. of, you know, like a, a romantic type relationship. Mm-hmm. Um if you're dating someone, or even if you're married, because I've actually seen relationships where people have been married for years and you definitely can see that it's one-sided. Like one person gives more than the other. Mm -hmm. And that's got to be a really painful place to be in where you're like, this is my significant other. This is the love of my life. We're together. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm putting so much more than the other person is. And so I'm not really sure if I... Yeah, it's like, you're like, well... You know, you don't necessarily understand, but then you start peeling back the onion and there's got to be reasons why, you know, this is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, the other person may not know how to communicate very well. Yeah. Or maybe they feel like um, the other other person feels like it's so much about them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just certain reasons why. But I, I'm just thinking like, 
I've seen this in, in a couple of different occasions where people are married and one person is always initiating, trying to keep things going with mm-hmm. in the relationship. Let's do this and let's find these things to do. Mm-hmm. But um, that other person is just not really giving that same effort. I mean, I, it, I, it, I think this is like the reason why like you have some of these books and stuff. Like mm-hmm. one of my favorite ones is the five love languages. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> it's so many moving parts and people communicate in so many different ways. And it's so unfortunate because I've seen those same situations where it's like, dang, you know, that guy seems to be doing everything and the girl just don't even think nothing of it or mm-hmm. vice versa. And then, you know, there may be cases too where, okay, it's the guy doing all these acts of service. And the girl is doing nothing, but perhaps she did show love, but it's in some other way, like a word of affirmation or a gift mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's, it's oh my goodness, it's just so important to, I think it's important to know what people's love languages are. When you talk about romantic relationships, because um, yeah, I think it could be a lot of those relationships that appear one-sided. Yes. But maybe they're really not, but people just need to have awareness around like, okay, how does this person show love? But there are yes. relationships that really are one-sided. Yeah, but that's a good point that you make. I remember when Darren and I actually got engaged, someone gave us that book as a as a gift, mm-hmm. as an engagement gift. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. I think um, it is good to understand, you know, the other person's love language when you're in a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. and also the communication piece of it it's nice to be able to communicate with someone and say this is what I'm looking for or you know ask questions mm-hmm. what are you looking for I like these things but I know that may not resonate with you so what do you like so we can make sure that we're aligned and we're you know we're on the same page yeah I mean because there's so much room for misunderstanding I remember sometimes me and Andre used to get into little marital spats because I would totally misunderstand where he was coming from and vice versa. And it's like over the time that we were together, you know, 2017 would have been our 11th wedding anniversary. And um, over time, I learned that like, okay, so I'm a word of affirmation girl. Mm -hmm. I love for people to, you know, and it might be annoying to some folks, but I like to be told along the way, like like Kim Kardashian's mom, yes, honey, you're doing so well. Like, <laughs> I, I like to be told that because that keeps me going. It, mm-hmm. it might go back to the fact that I'm the baby of the family. I'm used to being, like, coddled and doted over. And, oh, look what she did. Clap, clap, clap. You know, from, like, yeah. age two. And he's just not that person. He's just going to, you know, Andre just get out there and do it. He don't care if you like it or not or say, yay, good going or whatever. He he knows he's doing a good job. Yeah. So it, we, we might get into these things like, oh, I need more romance. I need this, this, and that. I want you to say this to that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, that gas tank is filled up and you ain't even know he did that. You just get in your car and it's filled up. Yeah, that mortgage is paid. You know, is is food is this this and that. Some people may look at that like, oh well, that's just essentials. You don't, you know, that's how you can tell. But it really was that it was he's an acts of service person. Mm-hmm. So in his mind, it's like I'm doing everything. I'm out here breaking my back. I live my life for you. Like 
that's like is that not enough okay mm. I, can, I can tell you a little you know roses are red violets are blue but I mean you know <laughs> while I was doing that I could have been booking a vacation <laughs> yeah so no, that's a, that's a really good point yes you're you're absolutely right that's such a great point so just kind of understanding the your partner your significant other's love language and definitely definitely can help because again you might be thinking one way and the other person's like well I just did all these things for them or I said these things and it may not resonate with you because that's not really your your language of love so that is such a great point of maybe understanding that piece of it and you know um it sounds like the book I have the book but Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have the book too Kristen do you have the book or yes yes okay Mm-hmm. So that's good to read, just to kind of understand that other perspective. Because um, I mean, even just the fact, like, even if you don't grasp onto it quickly, and it takes you a while to like really implement that stuff, just mm-hmm. the fact that you care enough to try to find out—that's a step toward not having a one-sided relationship. Absolutely, absolutely, it can definitely clear a lot of things up. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. I completely forgot about that book. Oh yeah, I mean just ha- just having that understanding because, shoot, talk about how a relationship can be can appear one sided and you might not yeah. even like, you might not even know. I mean it's like that old Teddy Pendergrass song. He'd be like, not sixty forty, not seventy thirty, about a fifty fifty love. There was a time when I was given 80% and she gave 20, you know. <laughs> he be going there with them fractions, with them, with them ratios. He do a whole ad lib. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, uh, I mean, and, you know. You're, you're absolutely right. Because there are times when you're in a relationship, a romantic relationship, it's not going to be 50-50. There are weeks or days where you're giving more. And then your partner may be given more. It just depends on the circumstances. Oh, yeah. It's definitely not static. It's dynamic. Very, very much so. It really depends on, I think, the, you know, the situation. Um, but what I think is really good. So you talked about how you and Andre um, understood each other's love language. And I mentioned I have the book. Dan and I, we do a lot of talking and a lot of self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And what I try to do a lot is not say you did this but I might try to come off and say I felt this way when mm-hmm. this happened because it doesn't feel like you're attacking the other person yes. and then that can help where it's not like okay well it's not necessarily one side and I'm not blaming you or saying you're doing more or doing less but I'm just mm-hmm. trying to tell you how it impacts me yeah how you feel because that's what you yeah. can really speak to is how it made yeah. you feel like yeah. they might, their intent could have been one thing or the other thing but by you saying, well, this is how I felt when you did that, it, it kind of leads with like a little self thing rather than mm-hmm. you did this to me, you know. It's more of a self-reflection. Like I'm reflecting and telling you how your actions impacted me. Not saying you were wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm just telling you how it made me feel when you did that. And and he'll do the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So we have to make sure to... you. I, I want to say check each other and not saying it in a negative manner, but just making sure we're holding each other accountable and 
we're we're speaking on that because mm-hmm. if we don't, then it sometimes can feel one sided when one person feels like they're doing more than the other. Yes, and then just kind of communicating that, like, hey, this is how I'm feeling, or can I have you do more of this? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like you know we're on the same page, so it's nice to just mm-hmm. have that that communication style if you can. Or especially like in you know relationships, you talking about spending your life with somebody to try and have those conversations early and often because a good gauge as to whether you'll be experiencing a one-sided thing is seeing mm-hmm. whether or not that person is even willing to listen. Yeah. They, do they yeah. sit there and listen to what it is you have to say? You know, they might not agree with it. You know, you ain't got to yeah. respect it. Or do they just like, are they patronizing towards you and say, you're too sensitive. You're always trying to sit around and talk about your feelings and because that Ooh. will uh, let you know whether you even move forward with something. Well, how do you... Let's talk about that a little bit. How do you actually respond to someone if if they're saying that, you know, especially if you may, may be married to that person? And, you know, sometimes when you get married to someone, mm-hmm. you may not uncover everything until you're years into the relationship or into the marriage. Uh-huh. And if that is a situation... What what do you think that you could do? Golly, that's a tough one. Because that, that's one thing I always sort of prided me and Andre on is that we were both, you know, both gave a damn enough. <laughs> to, <laughs> you know, to, to if one of us said something to that degree, even if you thought, okay, this is silly. Are we bringing this up again? Mm-hmm. We would still take the time to listen. Yeah, I told you I dealt with little cray cray, you know. (laughs) And when I dipped my toe back into the dating scene again, I got a glimpse of how a relationship that wasn't healthy in that way would look. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I would try to say how I felt, and that person would be very like flippant, Mm -hmm. gaslighty, patronizing, make me feel a little bit silly for expressing how I felt. And mm. to me, again, that was a red flag. Now, as far as people that's already married and they find their significant other saying that to them, you know, I think that is worth, I mean, I don't know how receptive they would be to like some sort of counseling or therapy yeah. or something. But, you know, I almost think it's already kind of, I won't say it's beyond reproach or whatever, unfixable. But mm-hmm. it is a sign that you're dealing with somebody that might be not be receptive to really doing a deep dive on how you feel. And that's yeah. scary. Yeah, that's um that's a good point of you know, maybe going to a third party who's neutral and may not understand fully mm-hmm. both sides. So you can't really take someone's side. But mm-hmm. you could be in the middle to say, all right, well, maybe you can look at it this way. And then the other person, maybe you can look at it this way. And so they might be able to to pull things together that both both parties may not be aware of. Mm-hmm. And so that might be something to, to go in um, and consider. I mean, that's that's outside help. I'm not sure if everyone is necessarily ready to go that step of, go to counseling and you know feel like that may not help but it might be worth it and I mean it comes back to like 
you know, we we really giving the five love languages some some airtime tonight, honey. Um, so <laughs> we need person, a sponsor. I forgot who that author is, but you might sell a few books off of this. But I mean, I've always been fascinated to how uh, about how that author like was able to drill down to these things because mm-hmm. I've even met people that think the five love language is poppycock. They think it's total BS. They don't mm. believe in it. And it's like, oh, I'm not any of those love languages. Da, 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 da. And I'd be wanting to look at them like, okay, yeah, all right, acts of service. Uh-huh. Go ahead, keep talking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, words of affirmation. But I, I say that to say there was this uh, meme that I saw today and with regard to having a spouse that just don't seem to hear you. Yeah. And like, it might be worth looking into how to approach telling them about how you feel because mm-hmm. in this meme it, it it speaks in terms of coffee like um the different love languages so words of affirmation you would say your coffee is delicious acts of service is i made you a coffee mm. receiving gifts is oh here's a coffee card quality time is let's go get a coffee and physical touch is, oh, let me, you know, hold your hand while we walk and talk and drink this coffee. And so, mm. it, you know, it might be if you're finding somebody is not completely receptive to what you're saying, you might be speaking in, to them in a way that you think will fall exactly how it's supposed to fall on them. But it might be going right over their head. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe gifting them a book about what it is you want to tell them or yeah. taking them to see a movie where it's something plays out that's similar. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's that's, that's a that's a really good point. And it is tough. And I think, um, you know, I think we also somewhat change as as we start to age mm-hmm. no, I'm not saying we old but as we start to get older yeah sometimes things we change and there might be some things that were important to us when we were in our younger years versus as we're getting older and it's nice to check in with your your significant other your partner mm-hmm. um just to make sure that you know you you both are going in the same direction yes because um, life may sometimes take you on different paths even when you are together mm-hmm. and then that can feel like it is one-sided because you're going one way and your partner may be staying in the same location or maybe huh. going in the, the other direction it's how it's sort of how people talk about growing apart yeah and there's that important thing, like if you really in it for the long haul, it does involve, you know, checking in. Yeah. Doing that tune up, seeing if you guys are on the same page and headed in the right direction. Because I mean, I mean, even career wise, I remember when Andre mm-hmm. one thing that used to really worry me. And, you know, I wanted to stay front of mind. And as he, you know, we worked for the same company. I was doing my, you know, staff analyst work or whatever. Andre was going up, 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 up. And it's like, it pains me to think about like the potential that he had before he passed. He was on his way. Mm-hmm. And I used to just, you know, the, the the further he moved up, the more he traveled and stuff. And I used to be so worried that, you know, he's experiencing 
things and seeing parts of the world and mm. doing all these things without me. So mm-hmm. at a certain point, it's going to get to where like I can try as I might to relate, but I am not living the same life as you. So it was really yeah. important to me in my marriage to make sure we like come back to center and be like, yeah. okay, it's time for this family vacation. Yes. <laughs> yeah, forget about me sitting up here with right. these kids. Right, yeah. you and me behind. <laughs> we gonna be right with you. <laughs> we gonna see the camels and the pyramids and all that together. <laughs> just so you no, know, that that is a really good point. You know, just to make sure that you didn't feel like you're left behind, because then you can start some of that resentment. Like here you are, you're going off doing these things, and here I am, kind of staying back. So that's mm-hmm. good that you recognize that and then, yep. you know, have the conversation. Um, again, the communication portion of it is so critical. It is. It really is. So critical. Man. Man, I'm telling you. Ooh, this is this is a deep conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it is. And I mean, shoot, we get to talk about family one side of relationship. Lord have mercy. We all can relate to that. <laughs> Lord have mercy. And I mean, I think an important, when I, when I think about, I don't know, um, it's of utmost importance, I think, that whole thing about really telling people how you feel. Yes. Um, I find sometimes, like, with family stuff, people might not be aware that you think about things to the degree that you do or you feel as bad about things as you do. Um, and I've seen situations, you know, where, uh, oh, so-and-so only calls when they want something or whatever. Right. And they, they In their mind, they might think they're just touching base. But, you know, really take a look inside and see, like, okay, are, is your conversation the only time you call somebody is when you, when you need help? Like, do you never check in to just um, see how they're doing? Yeah. Like, Maybe and it could be some help. <laughs> it could be really similar to how we described a friendship can be, mm-hmm. and I think it might be a little bit more complicated when you have uh, those relationships with family members, because we are all have we've all been in situations where we've heard, "Oh, that's your mother," or "That's your aunt," or "That's your cousin," "That's your family." Yeah, and I'm like, is that supposed to be an excuse? If they make you feel a certain way, especially if they're making it feel like one-sided, like what you said, they only call when they need something mm-hmm. or they only call when things are falling apart and they know that you're going to be there to listen to them. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's fair. Mm-mm. I always, when I'm talking, see me and one of my best friends since, uh, she's been my best friend since about second or third grade. Mm-hmm. I got to be really careful because I see my friend sort of like a big sister, even though I'm the older one between us. Mm-hmm. She's sort of a mentor. She's sort of a spiritual guide for me. And I got to be really careful when I'm talking to her that I'm not dumping on her, dumping on her, dumping on her. Yeah. So I always try to try to just, you know, see why we're talking like, well, girl, enough about me. How are you doing? Yeah. Now, if she then says, you know, I'm good, girl, but I want to finish your story. I want to hear about this and that. Well, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But at least I know by asking that of her 
that I'm not just calling and saying, girl, dump, dump, dumpity, dump, dump, dump. Okay, girl, yeah. take care. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we've all experienced that. Um, anything, some, sometimes it kind of feels like that person feels like it's all about them. Anything that you bring up seems to always end up being about that person. Oh, goodness. Oh. You can say something. I'm like, oh, girl, well, no, I got a story to top that. And it's fine to have those conversations and have those exchanges. Mm-hmm. But every single time, like, you just took over. I'm telling you that I'm having a hard time with this. And you completely took over. And now it's about you. Yes. It's like we got to be so careful in those conversations. to not, Like, you might have something anecdotal to share that might be a benefit. But... In, in sharing that it's like you gotta be so careful to not just turn the whole thing towards you and leave the person that called you you know the confiding you hanging yeah so. and sometimes family can be really bad at that because they kind of feel okay we're we're blood so anything I say to you regardless if it hurts your feelings or I say something that's offensive you're still gonna be there because we're blood and I'm mm-hmm. like so that that necessarily shouldn't have to pan out that way. It or shouldn't people, be that way. People try to lead with whatever their intent was, and it's like, well, no, okay, I maybe you didn't mean it that way, but the way it landed, it really hurt. Right. And you need to be you, you need to not tell me what should and shouldn't hurt me because it just mm. is what it is. Listen, you cannot tell people how to feel. Mm-mm. They feel how they feel, and you did whatever it is you did. It's like, you know, you and can't you be like, oh, it. I didn't mean it that way, and you shouldn't take it that way. Oh, 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 Lord. Oh, family <laughs> is real good for saying that. You shouldn't feel that way. That's not what I meant. And it's like, well, I don't know how that you meant. And regardless if we're family or not, if I'm telling you this is where I, you know, where I stand, mm-hmm. you should respect it. And if that deserves an apology, then say it. Yeah, how I feel is how I feel. Let's not argue about it because that doesn't mm-hmm. change. That's like a fixed thing. Like I'm in a math problem. It's just it's just there. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> let's let's try not to hit that button anymore. But it, man, I I mean, you can probably imagine Nina because it's just my nature to be like you know nice and kind and look for the the best qualities of people and stuff like that and. Uh, so as you can imagine, there have been many situations where I've sort of gone to bat for people, been really considerate of people's feelings, the way things land, you know, diplomacy on my end, tactfulness and all this other whatever. Mm-hmm. And then with me, it's just kind of like steamroll. And wow. again, the older I get, the less of that, that I like, I'm to the point now, especially I think kids change it for me. I'm mm-hmm. not patient with people anymore, but definitely when I was young and coming up in the corporate world, you know, I just sort of felt, um, you know, that the, the reciproc the reciprocity was not there, and people would take advantage of yeah. my self awareness, my emotional intelligence. Like I've always been a, a champion of personal development, so. Mm-hmm. I've taken all the courses, the Dale Carnegie, the emotional intelligence, seven habits. So yeah. I'm, I, I, I feel like I'm really, um, I don't know, just kind of, you know, aware of how my actions affect others. 
And mm-hmm. I've come to discover that other people either don't have those tools or not even open to developing those tools. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. It sounds like self-reflection is what you're doing. And sometimes you may look at the other side and say, you know, how are they feeling? Or did I do something to uh, get them to that point, not making excuses for what they did? Mm-hmm. But what was my part that I played? And a lot of people just don't do that. And then that does show that sometimes it can be one-sided yep. because you're not, you're only looking at it from your perspective and not really understanding where that other person is coming from. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I remember a mentor of mine, she used to always go on and on about the law of reciprocity. And I just, I used to admire her because this is back when I was sort of like, you know, a little bit green and wet behind the ears as far as like, you know, my interactions with other people and all of mm-hmm. that. And I remember she was doing, she was asked to do a keynote at, and this is back when I was doing warm spirit, like the little uh, selling like personal care goods and stuff. I remember you doing warm spirit. <laughs> yes. You remember I was be out here hustling. Like, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> it was great while it lasted. But she was um she was one of my mentors and that and she was like really high up and doing well in it. And she was she's also like a best selling author and all this other stuff. She was asked to do a keynote at Evergreen Community College and she was like, you know, the law of reciprocity. They asked me to do this keynote. I asked them, you know, could I sell my books and sell my wares at their thing? And it was in the exchange. And I remember thinking, dang, I wouldn't even have the courage to like asked for that but the way she Mm. went about the world and presented herself to the world it was like okay you know I'm this person that has all this knowledge and whatever and you know willing to do this keynote and just I'm I'm nice but (laughs) I'm also out here making a living so right and I just admired the way she again taught people how to treat her her. yeah ask for what it was that she desired. Like, I'm not coming up here for nothing. You're not about to play me for a fool. I know that's right. Well, it's good for her. Change. <laughs> oh, good for her. So it's not one-sided. She like, well, I'm getting something out of the deal too. Mm-mm. I shoot. When I when I think about her, her Debrina Jackson Candy is her name. Shout out to Debrina. Hey, Debrina. But- <laughs> she is not out here doing anything for uh, not getting anything in return like she she is like the mastermind of you gotta uh have a feel a full cup before you can serve others so awesome. she has a lot to give and a lot to offer and puts a lot of free content out there and stuff like that but she also knows how to call in what it is she needs to even be able to do all of that oh that is so great so Again, not one-sided. It's, all right, well, you're getting some from me. I'm going to tell you what I need, mm-hmm. you know, for me to get something out of this deal. I think that is amazing. And I think some some people may be afraid to to do that. Yeah. I mean, some people may see it as like, oh, that's so transactional and so whatever. And you're doing something and expecting something in return. And I don't know, it was just something about the way she operated. It wasn't like petty like that, like, Oh, I'm gonna do this nice thing for you, mm-hmm. so you can do something nice for me back. Like <laughs> it was, but it's a win-win. It's yeah, you know, it's, it's like more of a collab, like collaboration. 
I'm getting something from you and you're getting something from me and, and why can't we both win? And it's a way that she used to, you know, present herself and carry herself where she attracted people that were just simply aware of that, you know? Yeah. You 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 attract friends that okay, you know, I did this for my friend when she was sick or recovering or whatever. And just naturally, like, you don't even have to think about it. It's not even something like, you know, black and white, binary, whatever. Yeah. It's just kind of like, you know what? She did that for me. I'm going to pay it for it. I'm going to do this part. It's like, it just flows that way. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. That is awesome. We we need more, you know, those, um, not necessarily transactions, but we need more of that thought process. Yes. That that is good. It was like I'm thinking of you. You're thinking of me, and then you got, you know, you got the balance, and it's not necessarily just one person getting something out of the deal every it's single time. Change. It's a dance. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, you 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 give a little to get a little. That yeah. I always heard this quote, and I I relate it really closely to my life too because it involves like if you're a giver, if you're one of those people that's like that, um, it's about being a smart giver and not just yes. like give 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 to you like a deflated balloon. Like oh, I have nothing left. Like right. you, the 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 quote says something to the effect of givers have to have boundaries yep because oftentimes the takers don't have any that's absolutely right so you know you 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 know what you bring to the table you know what you offer you know you're a loving friend and this this and that and it's about saying okay this is what i expect in my low times you know yeah be a friend to me too friend spouse you know, um, mm-hmm. significant other, you know, daughter, son, mm-hmm. brother, sister, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. you have to let people know where you stand so that they're not taking, I don't want to say necessarily taking advantage, mm-hmm. but sometimes people can continue to take, 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 and they think that you're okay with it because that's the kind of person that you are. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're on the other end thinking like, man, I don't feel good about this or Mm -hmm. this person doesn't necessarily see where I'm coming from. It just needs to be a little bit more balanced. And I think, again, we've hit on this, but communication is the key. Oh, you made such a good point, Nina, about um, letting people know and being like forthright about what it is. Because there's a piece of this too that's like kind of advocating for yourself. Mm -hmm. So when you see relationships that have the symptoms of being sort of one-sided or you know if your feelings are hurt because you don't feel like you're doing the person is doing the same thing there's a piece in there about like being self-aware and knowing how you feel when certain things happen the way they do and being Mm -hmm. able to relay that message because sometimes people don't even know they're doing you dirty they don't even know they're like take 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 they might think everything is fine yeah Nina but you know givers oh <laughs> uh, well you, you look yeah. we've already talked about this and the uh audacity be authentic uh-huh i'm cool until i'm not because i'm like well, wait a minute we didn't have a conversation this is what we're not doing yeah and you get to a, a place where 
you don't have to be um, mean about it or, you know, you don't have to be malicious, but you do have to let people know where you stand because sometimes they may not be aware. And I think sometimes people may get upset when it is a one-sided relationship, but again, Mm -hmm. it's the communication part of it. You, You have to express and discuss what is not wrong, but what you feel is not necessarily right. Yep. And then the other person needs to be um, receptive of hearing about this and then possibly making some changes so you don't have to get back to that space again. Amen. And again, it goes back to also use that as a gauge, honey. Like the older you Mm -hmm. get and the more you're able to sort of speak up for yourself in that way, their reaction to it will say whether or not this even needs to be a thing to talk about, whether or not that's yep. friendship that yep. needs to be nurtured. Cause they're either, you know, they either going to get right or get left. They're going to step up or step to the side. Hello. When, when, if you pull your friend aside and be like, you know what? I really felt a way when you did this and that I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I didn't like it. My feelings were hurt. Mm-hmm. Is that friend going to be like, damn, you know, I didn't even know, you know, I'm so sorry. That wasn't my intent. I didn't mm-hmm. mean it. Let's see what the way forward is. Or are mm-hmm. they going to be like, girl, you sensitive. I didn't even mean it that way, but whatever. Mm-mm. That Mm-mm. You, snip, that, show, that might be your out. That might be a friend. That's a yeah. friend that you don't need. That's not even it, trying to hear it. Exactly. That's when you're like, uh, you're really evaluating. Is this someone I need in my life? Mm-hmm. Do I really want to continue this friendship? And that can actually go for a relationship too. Now it might be a little bit more complicated if you if you're married, but mm-hmm. that's when we're talking about you know maybe possibly having a, a third party neutral person come in. Yeah. But if you're dating someone and they show that side of you uh, of them. You really have to think, like, is this really someone that I want to continue to grow with? Yes. You know, in a relationship with. It's a, it's a tough road to go now when you talk about people that's already married, too, because I, yeah. I just feel so bad to, you know, to think that certain actions could cause, like, <laughs> the undoing of a relationship because it's like, man, your husband is a jerk or your wife <laughs> is a piece of work. But... <laughs> You know, it's hard to be kind of retroactive with that stuff, but I mean, nothing is impossible. But man, when you talk about being out here and dating and and choosing your significant other who you want to live the rest of your life with, discussions like these are so necessary. Absolutely. Before you you do the nuptials and get legally bound to someone who's just going to be like, girl, stop, girl, bye, whatever, boy, bye. You two sisters, and y'all been married for five years. Come on, and, and you're like, well, come on. Let's let's really. Then you gotta do some work. That's when mm-hmm. you really have to do some work. And again, I think it's good to have that third party person come in because you might be able to see things, and they may be able to see things that um, you can't see yourselves, but that third party can, you know, enlighten some mm-hmm. of the things that you may not have considered. Oh, when you talk about doing the work, I love people who are doing the work. I mean, even out here in the dating scene, anytime I hear a a guy mentions to me that he has gone to therapy, I'm like, man, green flag. Yeah. Uh, You're self-aware enough to know that you might need to talk to a professional. 
and that right. there's nothing wrong with it. It's actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. We as people, we don't necessarily, I'm starting to realize we have a lot of trauma and it could be different types. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff that comes with being with someone. I mean, mm-hmm. shoot, there's a lot of stuff that comes with being with yourself. And as you get older, you start to unpack and we all have baggage. So it is nice to have someone say, I'm doing work on myself so I could be a better me, not even <laughs> just for you, but for myself. For themselves, of how they go about the world. Because mm-hmm. people be dumping their stuff on other people. I had to tell Cray Cray. Uh, <laughs> that's what we're going to call him, Cray Cray. <laughs> honey, that's his name. Kieran. <laughs> I had to t- I'm like, you going through all this stuff, you know, you got all these issues. You know, and then you out here trying to find a girlfriend. Er, record scratch, stop. Because you need to handle your stuff before you bring other people into it. Yeah. And you're not even you're not even healed yourself. And now you bring other people into the trauma. You're dumping on other people. You know, you're you, you just leaving trauma and 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 hurt and pain and heartache in your wake everywhere that you go. And you wonder why don't nobody want to be around you. You wonder why don't nobody answer the phone when you call. Let me stop mm. saying too much because they gonna know who I'm talking about. But <laughs> <laughs> and again, it just seems so one sided. Yes. So we Victim just mindset. have to do it. That's another yeah. book everybody need to read. Victim mindset. Read it. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we we like all these authors. We looking for a sponsor. If you want to sponsor us. <laughs> Everybody gonna be on Barnes and Noble, Amazon looking for <laughs> But honest to goodness, I mean, how many? You know, none of us is um exempt from having, you know, be addressing people from whatever lens we're coming from. Yeah. You know, we we may dump a little bit of our stuff onto people, but yeah, just being aware of it a little bit further along and knowing know that that's not the right thing to do so right and being aware of it like man that that probably didn't go very well let me make sure that the next time that we speak or the next time that we connect i'm not constantly doing this mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just at a rough patch right now so it's, it's nice to, to be aware of that so you don't make it a pattern mm-hmm. so i no, mean that's I the the most important takeaway is to just check in in yes. all of your relationships yes. with your family, your kids, your your elders. I mean, I mean, elders mm-hmm. get dumped on all the time. Yeah. You no. Know? Um. Check check in with them just for the sake of checking in, not just if you need a babysitter or something like that. Um. You know, your friends, the strong friend. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, check in with your spouse. Okay, y'all been together for 20 years to the point where y'all like, okay, we might as well be together and we don't want nobody else, but sometimes we don't want each other, but sometimes we do, so we stick together. I mean, y'all might be to that point where you just like that old, what's that American Gothic, you know, little farmer and the wife standing there with the pitchfork like, yeah, we together. We together. (laughs) We may not want to be, but we here. I mean, check in because you you hear all these conversations. Um, you know, if I could just segue real quick into the whole 
relationships, whatever. I hear people say all the time, relationships ain't like they used to be. We don't have the same relationships that our grandparents had and all that stuff. Well, let me tell you about your grandma and your granddaddy. Your granddaddy might have been getting on your grandma's nerves. Your granddaddy <laughs> might have had a family cross town. Mm-hmm. Your, your grandma might have been raised to just deal with whatever. Your grandma mm-hmm. couldn't vote and couldn't get a job and couldn't do a lot of the stuff, couldn't buy a house on her own, so she needed to be under granddaddy who probably got on her nerves all the time. There's a lot of factors that weigh into why people, quote unquote, stuck around or whatever. There was a lot of unawareness of, you know, whatever the spouse needed. Let's talk about how many of them relationships was one-sided. Oh, good Lord. You are going to a whole other topic that uh, that may have to be something in the future. Just from us getting older Uh and understanding and hearing stories. But you're absolutely right. There are things that maybe people had to quote unquote deal with for life. Yeah. Just to kind of. Yeah. I have to do these things because of whatever that reason may be. And now we we necessarily don't have to go through those same things. But um, there are situations, you know, with marriages. You do go through tough times. I know we're we're going down a, a whole rabbit hole, mm-hmm. but I've seen marriages fall apart that I just had no idea that they would get there because everything seems so great. I mean, you talk about celebrities, you talk about people that are close to you, mm-hmm. and I get I still get surprised. Like, oh my gosh, they're getting a divorce! I yeah. never would have saw this coming, and I'm not sure if they had any incidences of things were one sided in in their relationship. So sure you never know. Like, you know, misunderstandings. Yeah. Sometimes one person thinks everything is fine and it might be for them, mm-hmm. but the other person is suffering in silence. Yeah. So that's why it pays to speak up and ask, okay, where, you know, where are we at? You know, yeah, am that's... I doing anything that you don't like, you know, that gets on your nerves? <laughs> like, you know, just speak up and talk about it and have that openness in your relationship to to be able to say, okay, you know what you did or said something the other day, and it really irked my soul, and I just want to tell you about it. And mm. and knowing that that person is willing to at least sit there and listen to it, even if they don't think it was wrong, or right. they mean it that way, or whatever, but just being willing to say, okay, I said or did this, it didn't land the right way, it hurt his or her feelings, I'm sorry. And, that, and, and the way you apologize is so important. You really got to be like, okay, I'm sorry for that action that hurt you. You can't be like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Oh, that's not a true apology. That's not sincere. I'm sorry you didn't take what I said, whatever. I'm sorry you can't handle it. (laughs) Not sincere. Not sincere. sincere, You know, so. It, It goes, what you said, but not only goes to relationships that are romantic, you know, marriage dating. That goes for all types of relationships. Like you said, relationships with your children, relationships with your parents, relationship with other family members, friends. I mean, any type of relationship is important to communicate that, to let that person know so it doesn't continue or they kind of understand where you're coming from 
so they don't have to continue it. Mm-hmm. Ooh, good lord. Child. <laughs> I'm telling you. We could go on and on about this one, shoot. Yes, we, and I'm sure our (laughs) listeners can relate to some of the things that we've said, and hopefully it's something that we said that resonates with you. Again, I think the book that we mentioned is is great, and I know that book, The Five Languages, what is it, Five Languages? The Five Languages. Thank you, I'm messing up the title. Gary Chapman would be very upset with me, that's the author, by the way. (laughs) So, um... I forgot the author, honey. (laughs) Hey, so, Gary. <laughs> hey, Gary, we, we're the sponsor. <laughs> but um, The Five Love Languages is a great book. It's mm-hmm. been out for years. Again, it's, it's, it's a really good, you know, it, it's just good to read. If you have read it, I'm sure it maybe spark up some um, or reminisce some things that you can go back and read. And if you haven't read it, it's really good for you to actually look at. And it might have some things in the book that resonates with you that you could use. And it's different iterations of that book too, because of course the oh, flagship, yeah. you know, the the far, very first one is with regard to like, you know, relationships and marriages and stuff. But if I'm not mistaken, there is five love languages in the workplace. Five love languages for kids. Because I, I remember yes. that. When we worked for a company we worked for, Nina, that came up in meetings sometimes where, um, you know, I used to like to do work with like the different recognition teams and stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and whatever org that I worked in. And the conversation always came up about how some people love to be recognized in the newsletter mm-hmm. or whatever. And there were you know, especially working around engineers, sometimes engineers got all the hard skills, but they don't necessarily have them soft skills. They don't hardly no, want to hide don't. nobody in the hallway, <laughs> let alone being called to the front. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, and, and like some people don't like all that fanfare. So yeah. it's really just about um, being willing to learn how what lands well with other people and being emotionally intelligent. Yeah. Avoid having these one-sided things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely and I think I saw somewhere it said relationships don't have to be complicated and they and they don't Mm-mm. and I think the book that we're referring to the five love languages will definitely help so they don't have to be complicated mm-hmm. so that's a, a really good read it seems like it's a really like this solution to like one-sided relationships avoiding like facilitating them and avoiding becoming victim to one mm-hmm. it really seems like it's a, a, a little melange of one having empathy about how you treat others and also being self-aware to know how to tell other people how to treat you and I think that could eliminate a lot of these things that cause these misunderstandings that lead to things that appear one-sided Absolutely. Oh, such great points. Oh, Lord. This is this a great is a conversation. A really good topic. I know most of the um, episodes that we've recorded has been, you know, we've been silly. We've laughed. This one was probably more in the serious tip, but, mm-hmm. you know, we try to, you know, we a little diverse here. We can be silly. We can be serious. Mm-hmm. We can be all the above. So I'm hoping that this was a really good one for our listeners. And maybe someone or several people can take something from this and apply that 
regardless if they're in a relationship and they're having complications with their friends mm-hmm. or family or even their romantic relationships. So hopefully this give you something that helps. Awareness. I mean, you you might be listening to this thinking, oh, I never have been in a one-sided relationship. Child, they might be talking about you in the group chat. <laughs> Not the group chat. <laughs> You better, you know, take take a little inventory. You be thinking about, you know, Kristen been acting real funny style toward me. She ain't calling Because, look, I'm the type, and it might be a little bit passive aggressive, but I'm the type, I just disappear. You look up mm. a, a month later and be like, child, I ain't seeing Kristen where she at. See, I can't do that. I want to let you know how I feel. So mm-hmm. there is no confusion. I'm going to be like, well, I did not like it. When you looked at my shoes that way, <laughs> we're done. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> and see, me, I'm the one that's like, you know what? Um, let me just go over here because I, I don't like whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then the person is thinking, oh, well, was it something I said? And I come yes. back a few months later and I'm like, actually, you know what? It was. <laughs> it was I'm something sorry. you said. <laughs> No, I think that's, um, you know, hey, you live and you learn. Yes. And you know who you are. And you know there are some things that you like and you don't like. Mm-hmm. But we all don't want to be on the end when we have one-sided relationships. It's, it's not fun. It is not fun. That's one of the well, beautiful things about growing older, too, is just reciprocal relationships. Yep relationships and people that like it's like yeah you have to mention it they just know that okay you know what this person showed up for me in this way let me do that for her and it's just a nice back and forth and just I need to be friends with folks that's like self-aware in that way I ain't got the patience no more for people that's got to learn soft skills I need you to be soft already (laughs) yes You're absolutely right. No one has time. We are too old for this. Yeah. And for those for those listeners who are a little younger, you have time to get to that point and to get to that place. But I know people our age, we like, I don't have time. I don't have the capacity. I'm not doing this. Mm -mm. Okay. Get in line. Get it together. (laughs) We ain't doing that. No. Really good conversation. Um, I'm going to wrap us up with a quote. And I think it this quote really does wrap this up really well with a bow. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the quote is from, but I, I like the quote. And the quote goes like this. A relationship if, is nothing if all the feelings, sacrifices, contributions, and hard work are only coming from one end. <laughs> That's a word. Listen, yes. Almost made me catch the Holy Ghost. <laughs> it's an exchange. It's a dance. Like, don't yes. care. Be active in your relationships. Be actively caring toward your people and concerned with not just yourself, but how the people that you call on when you need them, how they're doing. Absolutely. Like you said, check on your strong friends, mm-hmm. family members, even your spouse. Yes. Check on them. Mm-hmm. It go a long way. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nina, this has been so good. 
I think this has been really good. This is definitely what I'm going to listen to just to be like, okay, are you are you on uh, the opposite end or one end? Because if you are, you need to go back and listen. Yes. And listen to your advice because we, I think we really provided some good tips and good, good guidance just from mm-hmm. our own experiences and then things that we've seen other people go through. For sure. Oh. Good. <laughs> all right well thank you again listeners we greatly appreciate it um Kristen anything from you to wrap us up you know what I was just gonna add our little spiel at the end about um if you enjoyed this episode um make sure you rate us uh send, tell us what you think send us a rating um do a reviews subscribe share with your friends and uh, reach out to us if you want to talk to us through our Instagram um, and our Facebook page, which are both. If you search Coffee to Cocktails podcast, we come right up. Or you can email us at coffee to cocktails podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, Miss Nina. All right. Until next time. Well, thank you, listeners, again. And look out for another episode next week. Amen. We'll be back. All right, Kristen. I will talk with you next week. All right. (laughs) 